Hello, everyone. My name is Lucia Czaczulovic, and coming up on the show today, we have Norbert Rykko for an update on energy and Luca Menozzi on the ChatGPT, a chatbot that is making headlines these days. But first, let's talk about what has happened in the markets. Starting off with some good news, US shares rallied yesterday on improved consumer confidence and better than expected earnings. Both FedEx and Nike reported earnings that exceeded Wall Street estimates, which provided some relief to US stocks that had been under pressure since the US Federal Reserve's hawkish turn last week. And staying in the US, US Treasuries were mostly firmer with some curves deepening after a big backup in yields over the last sessions. And the US dollar index rose 0.2% yesterday. Equities also traded higher across the board in Asia. The biggest gains were in Hong Kong, where the benchmark index rose by more than 2%. Technology and property companies led the rise after a series of comments from regulators supporting the overall economy and property developers. Shares also rose in Japan, South Korea and Australia. The 10-year Japanese government bond yield targeted by the Bank of Japan fell to 0.4% compared with the central bank's new upper limit of 0.5%. Government bond yields rose in Australia and fell in New Zealand. The Japanese yen resumed its upward trend after a small loss yesterday. It recorded its strongest rise since 1998 on Tuesday. And in Europe, European stocks are heading for a higher open today, building on solid gains in the previous session and boosted by positive sentiment in other global markets. And meanwhile, Brexit is still managing to grab the headlines. According to a survey from the British Chambers of Commerce, Brexit has damaged the ability of UK companies to compete in the European Union with businesses banging their heads against a brick wall. Elsewhere, the oil price rose for a fourth day after data showed a drop in U.S. inventories and as the country is expecting very cold weather over the next few days. Gold prices edged higher. In political news, Ukraine's President Zelensky on his first trip abroad told Biden that Ukraine controls the situation in the war thanks to U.S. support, but warned that the war is not over. Biden's administration yesterday announced additional military aid to Ukraine of 1.85 billion US dollars. Now, what can we expect for the day ahead? Economic data releases today include US GDP figures and initial jobless claims. And we have already received UK GDP numbers, which came in lower than expected. Year on year, UK GDP increased 1.9%, which is less than the 2.4% expected. In addition, both private consumption and total business investment also decreased more than expected quarter to quarter. We have also just received Sweden's PPI numbers, which came in at 19.5% year on year. And that's all for the market summary. Now, taking a closer look at energy markets, Norbert, what developments do you see there? Yes, uh, thanks, Lucia. Well, let's stick with the thing that always has been in the headlines a bit this year. Let's uh, conclude with that, which is the European energy market. So we see quite a lot of volatility in the market. And it's really a stark contrast this week to what we witnessed over the past weeks, basically since beginning uh, December. Prices are down to 95 euros a megawatt hour, just from around 140, not so long ago. And the delta, the difference really is the weather. So we had an extreme stress test 
for the European natural gas market, energy market overall beginning of December with cold weather, Arctic cold spell, with very dull wind conditions and thus high, very high thermal demand and natural gas demand. And today the near-term outlook is completely different. It's windy, it's mild, and this is very much reflected in the prices, these huge swings that we've seen. Let's turn to some other news because early this week, we finally had the conclusion of the negotiations, very lengthy negotiations of the European Union on the natural gas price cap. So decided to embed this mechanism starting February next year for a year more or less. Um, we have been following this because proposal had been flying around here and there and our under interpretations are really unchanged. The impact of this natural gas price cap likely is very minor. Uh, first, the chances that the conditions are being met are being triggered is low. Second, there are quite a lot of loopholes because this natural gas cap only applies to the futures market. It doesn't apply to over-the-counter trading, doesn't apply to the spot market and only specific futures contracts. And uh, third, this mechanism does really very little in terms of quenching this element of the energy crisis that's so crucial, which is the link from natural gas to electricity markets, because the natural gas price basically sets the price for electricity markets. And this is creating a huge amplifying effect, which in fact is then the harmful consequences economically. And it doesn't quench this link because the natural gas or the electricity price follows the spot price and not the futures price where the cap applies. Um, so basically, this measure is not really a solution to the crisis challenges, but rather risk worsening it, because if it gets triggered, most likely lots of the activity will move over the counter on the unregulated market, bringing in transparency, also bringing credit risks. Um, the good news is, and I think this is basically what most of the economists commented on that policy, is that now politicians can move on and focus on other things. And hopefully within a year's time, the entire regulation is then seized out of the policy. Our view remains unchanged. We still see downside. We still believe that the energy crisis will swiftly abate. So we stick to our bearish views. That's it from the energy market. Very interesting. Thank you, Norbert. And now moving on to a chatbot that has created quite a stir. Luca, what is your take on it? Good morning, everyone. Um, yeah, today, as you said, I'm here to discuss ChatGPT, the latest breakthrough in artificial intelligence technology, which has the potential to disrupt the way we interact with the Internet. News like this one uh, reinforce our positive view on the long-term drivers of artificial intelligence and cloud computing, a team for which we have a constructive view. So the first question is, uh, what is ChatGPT? ChatGPT is a natural language model or an AI system that specializes in generating language and that automatically carries out conversations with people. It generates text to answer user questions and queries in a fashion that is much more advanced than any of any of its predecessors. When asked to generate essays, its output is sometimes undiscernible from what a human being could generate. And another feature is that it helps users to generate software code. ChatGPT was developed by OpenAI, uh, which is a San Francisco research company that is backed by uh, Microsoft and is responsible for the release of other AI systems, like, for example, you might have heard DAL-E, a program that is capable of generating images based on user inputs. So JGPT uh, has been trained with enormous amount of data and is capable of mimicking uh, various writing styles, is capable of rejecting inappropriate requests 
and avoiding some of the pitfalls of past chat books, like, for example, hateful language. That said, uh, chat GPT uh, has also some limitations, as sometimes it provides answers which are, which are incorrect and has limited knowledge of events post-2021. The second question to answer is, what is the purpose of uh, chat GPT? This uh, AI model was created to uh, raise awareness around the capabilities of artificial intelligence and for open AI to gain publicity, something which has been already accomplished based on the over 1 million users that joined the platform in the first five days after its launch. If you have never used these tools, uh, I strongly recommend you to go on OpenAI website and try to them out because they are for free and they are a lot of fun. Finally, we should ask ourselves why we should care about ChatGPT. Many people believe that it could be one of the most important milestones in AI development and compare it to the debut of the iPhone in 2007. Other believes that this new natural language model could lend itself to many applications, including search engines, and therefore it has the potential to disrupt incumbent players like Google. While it is too early to understand the implications of this new language model, what is certain is that the excitement around AI potential has remained untouched, and there is a lot of funding that continues to flow into many AI startups. We see artificial intelligence as a general purpose uh, technology that can be used to, uh, by strategic adopters to improve their offerings and to maximize their efficiencies by cutting costs. Overall, we are still confident in the long-term drivers and growth potential, and we reiterate our constructive view on the team. Thank you very much, Lucia. Thank you very much for your insights, Luca. And that's all for today's show. Thanks for tuning in and please join us again tomorrow. Bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer. We would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German, where Julius Baer experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.